Hello and welcome to Panels in Motion, the podcast where we read a comic, watch the movie adaptation, and figure out what went right, or what went wrong. Wrong. Today, we're going to be talking about All You Need Is Kill, slash Edge of Tomorrow, slash Live, Die, Repeat. This thing has three names. (laughs) It was actually originally based on a light novel, not a manga. Um, the manga was an adaptation of the light novel, so we're breaking the rules a little bit today. What? Wait, what? We're not reading the original source material? Yes. Andre, I told you that like five times. I forgot. <laughs> so yeah, a light novel in Japan, and I'll explain why I think this is okay, uh, because if there is nothing else that I'm good at, I am very good at rationalizing things. <laughs> so in Japan, light novels are a whole industry just as manga are. Mm-hmm. Light novels are novels that are approximately like 200-ish pages. They're not too long, and they're pretty easy reads. And they're generally like just simple fantasy. They always have really long titles so that people can just walk by and see the title and be like, hmm, sword, princess, stuck into another world, and now she's a cat. Okay, I'll buy this. And it's just like a quick thing that they read on their commute. Huh. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, but it has become this whole industry, sort of like manga has. And between manga, anime, and light novels, there's a very... Uh, I think that they're all generally interconnected. And if a series is popular in one format, then they'll adapt it beat for beat, line for line, in another format. So that's what happened here. Um, okay, so it wasn't like a brand. It wasn't interpretation. It was literally exactly. the exact thing. Exactly. So, yeah. So, it's not like what we do here where we watch adaptations and a lot of things are changed. It's like, this is just the exact same story done in a visual way. All right. So, all right. So I'll take it, was, it then. So it was a light yeah. novel and then a manga and then a movie or a manga? It was a light, light novel. novel. It was a light novel in 2004 and it was translated into English in 2009. And then uh, a film producer director saw it and was like oh i want to make this into a movie and then once the movie was about to come out a few months before that uh then the manga was serialized in japan and once it was done being serialized then it came out in english like right before the movie came out okay okay oh oh that's an interesting way to so so the manga was a result of the movie like it, it came out because of the movie then yeah interesting but that's okay. that sort of thing is popular in japan uh, huh. Like if if a manga or if an anime is really popular and it's not based on a manga, then they'll make a manga out of it, which is the exact same thing. Got it's, it. It's so weird the way that Japan does things. I mean, they, just to they, they have Kingdom money. Hearts manga, so you know. Yeah. Alrighty, they're well, really, they're really <laughs> fucking good, by the way. <laughs> but, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so the book was written by Hiroshi Sakurazaka, and it had illustrations, so I guess full-page illustrations every like 10 or so pages, mm-hmm. by Yoshitoshi Abe. So the original character designs were from him. Oh, okay. Then the manga was storyboarded by Ryosuke Takeuchi, and by storyboarded, that means like just they took the novel and then laid it out in like panel by panel. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Takeshi Obata came in and he did the actual finished art. And Takeshi Obata is the artist from Death Note and Bakuman and Hikaru oh, Nogo. I totally so, got that var- vibe from the art. I, I yeah, thought of Death yeah. Note, except I thought sloppy Death Note. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't read the original Death Note. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I haven't. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the book, as I said, 
uh, I gave all the years. But the basic story premise is that when he is sent into battle against aliens, Mm. young and inexperienced K.G. Kiria gets stuck in a time loop where he repeats the same day every time he dies. It's Groundhog Day, but war. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) And this was, believe it or not, nominated for the best U.S. edition of international material in Asia, that Eisner Award, the year after A Silent Voice was for that same award. What? Really? Yeah, Yeah, the manga. What? Okay, that just like makes me question the whole credibility of the Eisner Award. Like, 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 like last time you told me this, I was like, oh, wow, the Eisner Award. That sounds legit. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just like, what the fuck is, is that like the Oscars? Like, okay. Like. Yes and no. It's, it's the major award ceremony for comics every year. But how? But okay. I guess. So I guess uh, I guess you're showing your cards. So we'll start with yeah, you, Andre. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I always show my cards right before you ask. But um, I, I all I have is four bullet points on my thing. And each of them are like a few words. Okay. The first one was completely unremarkable. It really was. There's nothing about it that was interesting. Period. And then I put... Sci-fi concept, not even interesting. I feel like I've seen it a million times, which, yeah, like, okay. The whole Groundhog Day thing, like, I've seen some, I, I've seen it done many times. And and a lot of times it's not very original. Like, I think of Russian Doll, for example, that Netflix series, which was basically Groundhog Day. And the character arc was kind of like Groundhog Day, where it was like the shitty-ass character who becomes a good person at the end of the day. But that m- made it work. And the way I think it makes it work is because of the characters, because the characters are really well defined and you really understand their motives and you feel and you go through their journey with them. But in this instance, everybody was just non non-existent. You know, it was like this weird, like it was like these weird empty shells of what could be a character doing these things that characters supposedly do. And you're just like, I guess it was really, really like, okay. That's all I got to say. And then I put the art is really messy, in my opinion. Like, I couldn't understand what the fuck was happening a lot of the times. I was like, wait, wait, are they attacking now? Are they being killed? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? It was very confusing. And it's then the fog uh, of war, Andre. And the, the, I guess. All right. It was the artistic intent. And then this is the real one. This is the fucking doozy. Like, I was all I was all like, you know what? This is just like a mediocre story, whatever. But then they fucking inserted a love arc. With the two warriors. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that was the biggest loaded <laughs> shit ever. I, I, because every single day she meets him for the first time. So it's like, and then the last one, she's it's, like. It's actually 50 first dates now. It's like yeah. 50 first dates. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this creepy ass shit. Very contrived. It didn't even mean anything. Because then she was like, all right, we're going to have to kill each other, bitch. And then he's like, all right, I guess I'll kill you. Like, what? It, it really fell so flat. We'll, and we'll get to We'll get to all of that, but yeah. Luke, what were your thoughts? Uh, I loved it. It was such a, I it was such a fun read. It was so great. It was um, fun. It was so fun. So yes, a, a lot, uh, a lot of the uh, the panels, especially during the battle scenes, were really fucking messy. Uh, but like, I was reading it as. A, a show and jump manga that I would read in high school. It was just like, this is a story. It's been <laughs> repeated a million times, much like whenever he dies, there was a, a 
each day gets repeated. But yeah, no, it, it's just a, it's a simple idea. It's simple characters that have like a little bit of, you know, they evolve a little bit, but you know, to a degree, whatever. Uh, but like, yeah, like I love them. I love the mechs. I liked the character designs. They all felt unique. Uh, like I, I was, I was, I will fight you, Andre. I, I like, I actually really, I loved the, the designs of the mimics actually. uh, We'll talk about it with the movie, but like, I loved the designs of the mimics. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the twist that Andre, you hated when they were, (laughs) when they both had to fight each other. Dude, I saw it coming from a mile away. I saw it coming from like a mile away. It was like, well, maybe she was more clever than I am. Okay. No, I'm not. It was very obvious when he was like, (laughs) oh, one day we'll do this. And she's like, Maybe one day you will. Like, did you not get that she was gonna die? Like, like, from- I thought she before. was gonna die. I didn't think that they were gonna fight each other in like a very cool like. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like when I when I and like the characters not being realistic or anything like that. You don't think that you'd get fucking depressed if you die every single day and you got to deal with the same shit? You're like, look, look at these fucking shitty mushy peas. I hate these peas. They suck. You know. I and like also like of course like I I I've always really liked the uh, the draw like you know Death Note and stuff like that and <laughs> like I, I don't know it just like uh, it was your it, shit it was your shit yeah. that's it, what it, you're saying it, it is my shit I I was actually like reading it and I was like damn I wish this was an anime this would be perfect as an anime <laughs> and I actually when I got done with the manga I was like did they ad- adapt this into an anime because I really want to watch this and no they didn't they just made it into a fucking mm-hmm. Hollywood movie but yeah no I I loved it it was great yeah but, so mm. guys I'm with Luke on this I loved it I. Uh had the greatest time i the whole time i was so into it i at one point i just like put it down and i was like for the first time in my life i feel like a heterosexual teenage boy hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. it just it just got my blood going like that you know really yeah yeah you have to think of andre you have to think about this it's it did it come out in shonen jump or is it just yeah. available to be shonen jump is Naruto, Death Note, Bleach, uh, One Piece, yeah. all uh, Soul Eater, all of these great manga that are fucking for <laughs> kids. Great, <laughs> oh. yeah. It's I really I am not into most shonen manga, and part of that is that they all last like eighty volumes. Like I'm yeah. not gonna sit down and read eighty volumes of Bleach. Like Bleach has the same art problem. Andre that you were saying where like you can never tell what's going on in Bleach Um, and I I actually really like One Piece but even that there's a certain shallowness where I can't get through more than a few volumes at a time and that's why I don't really like Shonen but with this it was like two volumes you have a very complete beginning middle end you just sit down for like two hours and read it and like boom that's it just high stakes or adrenaline rush and that's it. So you like it so you like it in a way like this is just like some fun shit to read, you know, like there's nothing for me to get out of it. It's just like a, it's like a popcorn yeah, movie, I, but it's like a manga essentially. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes. I got like, I got like one thing out of it, which was the fact that he kept on repeating, uh, the day. It just really, uh, the fact that he would die immediately most of the time, un- unless at a certain point 
he started to train and get over it. Um, sorry, not get over it. I said the wrong. At a certain point, he started dying. At a certain point, he started training, and then he got better, and he was able to fight. But the fact that you just see these young and experienced soldiers being placed on the front line, like that stuff that happens in real life. Yeah, no, and I love they're just that. meant to die. Yeah, over and over they're and over, and there's water. they literally never had a chance. I, 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 yeah, okay. I, I, I do like that element of the story. Like that, like that was my thoughts, but I do like that element of the story. I, I, I thought it was really um, interesting way to depict war. I think it was very much exaggerated. You know, like they, I don't think yeah, that militaries will, at least today in today's context, will just send out people without giving them the proper tools and without giving them the proper protection. But certainly during like World War II, at the height of like, like uh, the draft. They were just picking people up the street and just sending them straight yeah. to war. Jump so over the like, trench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, um, it's it's it really did show the shitty nature of going to war, and it made you see that like these are just normal people. They're they're like they're fuck ups, but they're but they have the right to be fuck ups. That doesn't mean they should die, um, and they don't even care that they're sending them out to the battlefield to die. Mm-hmm. So I. I I did like that element of the story. And look, I'm not trying to like read everything and try to get something emotionally deep out of it. Like that's not at all. Cause otherwise I wouldn't deep, have, I, I wouldn't have liked the movie. Like, cause I, I really enjoyed the movie, mm-hmm. but, um, but I just, it just didn't do it for me. You know, like I, I don't know, maybe it was the time I read it. Maybe it was, it just felt very, maybe it's just not my shit. Like that was a Luke shit, mm-hmm. but that's not my <laughs> yeah. shit. Like my shit's I, more I like totally silent voice. Well, Listen, Andre, we, we know that you're reading the Canterbury Tales right now, so it's, yeah, not, a, it's oh, not like a literary masterpiece. Like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you um, so, Andre, you were saying that you felt like this type of time loop story is overdone. Uh, I, when I started reading it, I was like, is this type of thing overdone? And then I started thinking, maybe, but have I ever seen it? And I don't think that I've seen many time loop movies. Uh, I know that a lot of them exist. I just haven't seen many of them. Yeah, I, that's a good point you mentioned. Even think I, of I, one. I think that because of the nature of the story, it's so like obvious in your face. Like you, it's very much easier to tell when it's done as opposed to like a, a romance, which has been done how many bajillion times. You know, mm-hmm. a romance can be more subtle. There's more shades to that. But like this type of story is like there's only one way you can do a time loop story. Quite frankly, it's like the day of loops. That's it. You can't. I mean, you could t- do a different take, like maybe the year loops. I don't know. But, like, there's no way you could do that in, like, a short form, like, book or or movie. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's overdone. But I th- – no, I do think it's overdone. But I, I don't think that um, just because it's done, you can't do it right. Like I said, I really enjoyed um, um, Russian Doll um, mm-hmm. because it's about the characters at the end of the day. And 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 that's what makes it different every single time. So yeah, um, I know that there's a movie with Andy Samberg and um, – Yeah, uh, Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, yeah, Palm Strings. I, I want to watch that because I, I heard that that was a really good movie too, which is also a take on that time you loop story. Yeah, there, there is actually a whole uh, Wikipedia article about lists of films featuring time loops. Uh, huh. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, for sure, there's a lot. For sure, there's yeah. a lot. It's a fun Edge concept. Of Edge of yeah. Tomorrow, also known as Live, Die, Repeat. Also Edge known of as Tomorrow. All you need is. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I had I had such the hardest time of fighting this movie because i kept forgetting the name i know no it was last night it was like late and i was like edge of tomorrow on on voodoo um because i was gonna rent it in 4k and i was like i can't find it oh my god and then and i kept seeing the poster for live die repeat and i didn't think about it 
And and then I, I I went to Amazon and that's when I realized, oh, it's also called Live, Die, Repeat, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited no, to find out the story. The book was All You Need Is Kill. And then the movie was released as Edge of Tomorrow, but then it didn't do well. So they renamed well, it for home video and it was Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The movie? I, no, the, the, the name. The name does suck. That's really disastrous. Like how they did that. It's kind of like the whole Birds of Prey thing. Like why? Why? Yeah. Like like it's like Birds the of name Prey and the Fantabulous them. Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, I love that yeah. title though. You. That's a great. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. What are you talking about? No. The Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. That's an I, amazing title. Oh, sorry, Andre, the Fantabulous you, Emancipation you, of One Harley Quinn. Andre, you just said that, Nick. You just said that. I completely fucking forgot what you just said. <laughs> so um, the movie, it did the time loop thing, but the perspective on it, I can see how maybe the way that it uses the time loop isn't necessarily unique, but I think the way that they go with it from there is because... It started to feel like a video game in a very uniquely Japanese way, too. Like, it felt yeah. like Super Mario. Like, he kept <laughs> on having to replay the same level over and over, and he gets a little bit further each time, and he's gaining skills each time that allow him to go further. I think that's different from other time loop stories, because other time loop stories are about people, like, trying to change the outcome. Like, they don't die in the end. The stakes aren't this high, generally. That's um, true. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it was about him trying to survive and gaining skill. And that was such a shonen thing. And, and I and, loved it. <laughs> and, and another thing is um, a lot of these movies or, or like shows like, um, fuck, why can't I remember it? Uh, the Netflix show. When, Russian when, Doll? Two, Wednesdays, what a concept. Yeah. Ru- Russian like, Doll, yeah. Yeah, with, with Russian Doll and a lot of these, really when it comes to these uh, time loop movies, it's less about gaining skills and it's more about just memorization. So it's like mm-hmm. Russian doll. Oh, I die when I'm walking down the stairs. So I'll, you know, I, I'll uh, go down the fire escape instead of walking down the stairs, even though like it, it feels much like these characters can't train and like and grow like, you know, physically, mentally, whatever. And they just have to find a way around time they have to find a way around destiny and fate and that's way less interesting than like i'm gonna fucking learn how to shoot a gun i'm gonna learn how to shoot (laughs) a shotgun i'm gonna learn how to shoot a fucking javelin you know what fuck this javelin i got a big ass fucking axe (laughs) i got an anime (laughs) goddamn axe yeah i'm gonna and i'm gonna fuck shit up in that way it is unique in that way it is a unique take of the story because mostly you don't usually get the whole like you're gonna die regardless bro because you're gonna be thrown into a battle (laughs) and you gotta learn how to survive so yeah and that also made the twist like three quarters of the way through when he finally figures out the exact sequence of things that he needs to do the exact sequence to kill all the mimics uh so that he can escape the loop and then you're just like thrown because he still repeats the day and now you're like oh my god what's he gonna do now yeah and then like two chapters go by and then they're like oh my god now they have to kill each other mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I lame as shit I yeah that's i, I did laugh i, I laughed when that happened <laughs> and i was like man this is so stupid but 
you know, by that point, I was so into the way that the story was constructed. Listen, I get Andre. What you you read this the wrong way? You were supposed to be reading. <laughs> you were supposed to be reading this with like during the during the final battle with them fighting, like with like anime music in the background and like. <laughs> you know what I was reading it with? I was reading it with that like melodramatic like human drama anime music. That's how I was reading uh, it. Like it was like a. Yeah. Oh, it's like I didn't want like the, the soft piano. But oh no! So, <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, exactly. You, it pissed me off. I was annoyed. I was like, what I, the fuck? I you were listening to the uh, to the Death Note original soundtrack. No, <laughs> Death Note would have been cool. That Death would have be cool, been cool. Yeah. Death Note was like edgy. Like I was thinking like Silent Voice or like any of those that uh, guy that made that movie that I saw that I hated. Yeah. Nick, um, which one? Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, any of the Makoto Shinkai movies soundtracks like that's Listen, what i was thinking you were of. supposed you were supposed to be listening to the dragon ball like, dragon, dragon ball, ball exactly Z, <laughs> yeah that, dragon that, ball z dragon ball super i read that wrong damn it yeah because yeah, now i'm thinking about it, i'm like i just imagine like yeah yeah that would have been cool but whatever yeah, it wasn't my shit bro it wasn't my shit yeah. Well, I'm just trying to prove to you that you're wrong and you know whatever that could be right i mean there's no wrong or right in this world what there is <laughs> And so I think that, sorry, were you going to say something else? I'm not saying anything. I think that both of you are right. The characters were shallow. And that was kind of the point because it wasn't about the characters. It wasn't a character-based thing. It was about action. It was about war. It was about sad boy. It it wasn't about (laughs) like, yeah, like that's the whole characterization. Sad boy and full metal bitch, Um, which man, what a, what a, title <laughs> yeah right title. that would have been a more interesting title i was i was really happy I've, I've already seen the movie and i was i when i saw that uh you know emily blunt or her, emily blunt yeah yeah that they named her full metal bitch i was like oh that's some like dumb american thing some like american no when i saw it when i saw it in the manga i was like this is so japanese they're definitely not going to use it in the movie and then they did really yeah no yeah. i was like i was like oh no this is yeah like full metal bitch like okay it's, like there's know, a certain know, full metal jacket not there's a certain misogynistic outfits. there's a certain misogynistic harshness to it that 100%. i feel is just unique i mean to japan I mean, <laughs> I mean the fucking manga it was all over the place like that 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 type of yeah. that type of like i mean there are two women in the entire uh, book yeah one of them was like a sexy and, stove who like offered herself for sex she was a sexy stove one, stove sexy stove sorry sexy <laughs> cook i don't know why i said stove but she just <laughs> oh because she was leaning on the stove yeah, so yeah. one of them was yeah. a, <laughs> One of them was the sexy stove, and one of them was 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 the love interest that was like the psycho. No, nope, there was a third. There was the sexy mechanic. Wait, wait, I gotta say no, something. They, no, she oh, was and then the se- sexy. The the the, oh, che- the they, cheeky mechanic. There were the certain mechanic. points. Yeah, there were certain points where they drew her like bent over, and all you could see was her butt. And I was that's, like, come on, that's just <laughs> like, yeah, that's just yeah. No, yeah. yes, it, there there were definitely like things about it that they were trying to like sexualize her in like a young way, which is like. Weird, but I want to say something. Really it was a quickly. teenager. It was made Whatever. for teenage boys. I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to say something. Um, I really like this. I this is one of the things that I couldn't get over when when I was reading the manga that really upset me. The, um, the character um of um what's the Full Metal um Biatch's name Rita. again? Rita. Rita's character was very. I didn't understand it. Like 
in the mm-hmm. manga, that girl, the mechanic girl says, you know what the first thing she said to me was? I love that I live in a world with war. But then that completely didn't sync with the character that we in, that we actually finally meet later on in the series, who's actually mm-hmm. very empathetic and very like human. They never ever like, that was just yeah. like a random yeah. thing where she's like, I like war. That is not a small thing to say. That reveals a lot about character if that's what one truly believes. I actually was expecting yeah. her to become evil in the end. Like the whole fight scene at the end, I was actually expecting for her to be like the evil person and she's trying to kill him because she's bad guy. Um, well, but no, because she wants war. But no, it was like, oh no, we want to like save humanity. So you got to kill me or, or I got to kill you, which completely made no sense with that char- with that moment. Like why have that moment? <laughs> for you auditor, audio um, listeners out there that was a sexy stove, <laughs> sexy stove. Nick just showed us a sexy stove <laughs> no but I, Andre I, I have to disagree with you because if 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 they didn't include basically her origin story of how she became a soldier then yes I would have agreed that that f- the that made it more her, confusing no listen, yes she she was you know 13 years old or whatever the, the mimics invaded her village. And killed, killed her, her family. Dad, mm-hmm. Killed her family. Of course you wouldn't want to be fucking pissed. But well, yeah, she's, glad she she lives in- she's glad that she lives in a world full of war. Wait. Yeah, that was the exact quote. I'm glad I live in a world full of war because it allows her to fight back against the mimics. I think that she wouldn't have that perspective if her family wasn't killed. I don't understand how you can be glad you live in a world full of, full of war as a way to like as like a positive thing. Like there's just no uh-huh. way like it, it, that, well, that we're makes, also all very anti-war people. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, no, but like, I, I think that that makes no sense. Like, I thought that that was very weird characterization. And, and like, I just didn't know who she was even until the moment she died. I was like, so was she bad? But I, I just want to bring that up. That really was annoying. I was like, come on, that's lame. Well, you know, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, every once in a while, someone on this podcast can bring up a wrong opinion, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but that 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 whole bullshit about one of us needs to die. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about it's that. Very, it's very shonen. It's very yeah. shonen. And then them spending that one final night together, uh, which I thought it was funny because, like. They don't have sex. They just sleep in the same bed or room together. And like, I felt like that was. They weren't married. (laughs) I felt like it was like, it went so far into being toxically masculine that he doesn't have sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That was just a unique and weird. But they Thanks. still sexualize that morning, like with that like long yeah. shot of her like like going to the coffee or yeah. fucking coffee station. Get the fuck yeah. out of here! She's like a hipster all of a sudden. She's like, <laughs> I, I like my I cold brews. <laughs> Get I, the I, fuck I out of here! You're in war, bitch. I hate how coffee has been become such like a staple of just like a thing. Like, okay, yeah, everyone drinks coffee, but like, fucking cinematography like you know quote-unquote cinematography youtubers they gotta be fucking drinking their coffee every fucking <laughs> movie they they gotta be a scene where they're drinking their fucking coffee like, luke i have no idea what you mean but i love it coffee is an industry <laughs> nick me. luke is trying to say that coffee's become this toxic industry taking over humanity that's Listen. what he's trying to say 
if every single fucking YouTube video I watch starts the first 30 seconds is just shot, sit, quote unquote, cinematic shots of people drinking fucking coffee or preparing coffee, it's not that deep. And I hate Luke, it. I'm with you. I'm like an anarchist <laughs> when it comes to coffee. Like, like, fuck the system. <laughs> Drink your coffee with milk and sugar. Fuck those. Pu- like, I have, pe- I know people who are like, who are like, no, how dare you put cream? And I'm like, I'm gonna put cream. What? I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude, like real hardcore coffee enthusiasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, Are you like talking about like baby. Reddit coffee drinkers? Because yeah. that's a whole nother world. It's like Reddit, I guess whatever you want to say, like they're they're like black baby. That's the only way to go. Like that's the only way you taste the flavor. It's like it's like I sent you that pro ZD skit and he was saying, uh, like when you discover a Reddit sub community for something, and he was talking about like drinking water and <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, that's exactly. So was the story ultimately satisfying to you guys? I mean, nope. I feel like we have that answer. No, nope. it was to it me. Wasn't. It was to Luke. It was not Hell to Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's no need to discuss that anymore. There's not really much to say. Andre is the only person uh, on this podcast who's married. So maybe once once mm. we get a, a ring on our fingers, we lose uh, that boyhood that. Uh huh. Yeah, longer. that's maybe. how it works. You yeah, put listen, it on, then you, you magically you have lose a, all of your. You have a house, you have a dog, you have a wife. You don't like big. <laughs> Those are the three ways to fine. to show whether or not you're still a kid: house, dog, wife. Exactly. Created by Luke. So we actually never really talked about the art. Um, Andre, you said it was messy. I agree. In in a lot of the action scenes, there were certain panels where I was just like, it's just lines. Like, yeah. what is going on? You have yeah. no clue. You, you stare um, at it for 20 seconds and you're like, I don't know. What's going I just stopped trying I, to I, understand. I just was just like, all yeah. right, lines. <laughs> yeah, you're just supposed to get like this small panel. It's just lines. Like, it's literally just lines. It's like yeah. just quick action that, thing. That, just let that, that, a, let that that's a slash. <laughs> happen. That's an axe slash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Luke, you said that you really like the designs of the uh, suits and the characters and even the mimics. Um I yeah, love, oh, the mimics were so good. The mimics were awesome. <laughs> they're so good. Like, we'll, we'll talk about this with the movie, but there there is a problem where you have to... There There's basically a, a cookie-cutter monster. It's got, you know, big teeth, and, and it looks like a dog. Or it looks a, like a Predator, I mean, like Alien yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and just the fact that they were just these fucking floating balls with teeth <laughs> and every once in a while they shoot fucking javelins out of their mouths. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like that. It was that. very, it, it very, uh, it tapped into body horror a lot. Yes. Like just yes. all of those scraggly teeth just in that weird giant circle. And then it just has little eyes all around it just yeah. in weird spots. And then, and then even like, even the, the panels, whenever kg would die like they were all just like grotesque and disgusting and they were all like unique to a degree and like mm-hmm. oh it was just it was just really good it it was like just i usually hate body like horror when it comes to movies especially like live action movies but when it comes to manga i'm just like give me that give me that it's yeah so good it's and so then great. also i don't typically have a visual memory like not many images really stand in my brain but there were certain points in this manga where like you just have mimics coming up over a ledge like at kg and there would just be a whole bunch of them and just their eyes and teeth are just like staring at you and uh just the perspective is really like just really visceral um 
yeah those really really stuck out to me like i can visualize them right now yeah it was i loved it so much um i like this suit in the comic better <laughs> oh, looks sa- yeah, they look safer can, to me yeah they looked way we safer can talk, we can talk about that that whole shit they about the like, no helmet in the movie i was like tom i know you're a badass <laughs> but like helmet is important like oh, no. fighting that, monster that was, aliens like you should put a, that shit on a, that line was purely put in because tom cruise's agent was like listen we have to have his whole face oh that's why they we did that face 70 percent of the oh. time you gotta have him look hot you're yeah. right that's why they did that did they can't not, have him in a mask that... that he never had helmet hair like, no he come on. And, and emily blunt never had a helmet either so that makes sense like they had them not also, wear helmets for and also emily blunt's suit was totally different than any of the other suits basically in regards to the at least the body to show more of her body that makes, to that, show her more of uh, her face yeah. yeah. Oh, there's. I want to. Okay. I got. When we talk about the movie, we're gonna talk about that shot where she's like slowly, like curving upwards from her oh, fucking so push up ex- so that excited. they repeated like five <laughs> times or something. Yeah. But, but whatever. Um, yeah, the suits look safer in the book, so I prefer them because I, you know, I don't want them to get hurt. You know, we're we're in a war with these alien <laughs> species. Like, let's let's be real. Like, let's protect the troops. You know. Yeah. yeah the, the ones in the manga, they looked like a cross between. The suits Halo. in Halo, yep, and this oh, uh, and Evangelion's, yeah, yes. I, I, the I really like Evangelion's, yeah. Also, also, you're forgetting um that um that guy in or that lady in um Super Smash Bros. with the Samus, Samus? yep. Wow, wow, that. Luke said it the uh, the authentic way. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> almost real gamer boy, gamer <laughs> slash anime boy. I watch Professional Melee every once in a while. <laughs> I'm a Mewtwo King fan myself. <laughs> I've always played with Kirby. I'm a Kirby's Marth guy bomb. for some reason. Marth? I hate. I know. I don't Kirby's know. Kirby's the fucking best. <laughs> Kirby's <laughs> so... Not only is he the fucking best, he's cute as shit when he's fighting. You're just like... <laughs> you pause it on his screen and you're like, Kirby's so cute. Then it eats <sighs> people. Mm. On that I note... <laughs> okay. We're going to take our break. And we'll be back for the movie. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe. Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, and we're back to talk about the movie. Hell it yeah. Is, it is an American movie. Not Ew. a Japanese it's movie. An American movie. Ew, it is live action. It Hell is yeah. starring Tom Cruise. Yes, and the most it is American. Directed, 
the most American, the ideal American, American. the ideal American uh, that starts to get into like master race kind of stuff. I don't know if I like that term, but, um, he's like five foot four. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's like, hey, let, let, me rephrase four, that. let me rephrase so that. He's, he's that American that he's the American that, that we, that has been, had, has been ingrained into our heads ever since the eighties of the model citizen. How about that? He, that he rides a motorcycle. Fine. He, he rides a motorcycle. <laughs> he goes to space. He he has he, a clause in his state in his in his contract saying that he must mu- ride a motorcycle in every single movie he is. He's in. a Scientologist. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's a very real difficult issue oh, that we are not going to talk about. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like he's the model American. He's a Scientologist. Like that was the mm. joke. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for explaining your joke. He's nice to people on set. He buys people shit. He does his own stunts. He does his own stunts. That's cool. He does. He did his own stunts in this movie too. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. I could tell. Um, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. There was one part where he like, he did a roll under a moving vehicle. And I like, I just had so much anxiety for that because I was like, that's the type of thing that you can't like, there is no room for messing up there. (laughs) Dude, um, Karen, I told you Karen was watching the movie with me and she, she doesn't like, she shakes during movies that aren't suspenseful at all. Like Toy Story 4, for example. But during this movie. That movie was suspenseful. Okay. But not like (laughs) this movie, dude, I swear she was, I had to pause and be like, Karen, just like breathe. Cause she would forget to breathe. She would just be like, like that was her vibrating. Her body was vibrating. And then I was like, Karen, let me put the dog on my lap. Cause he's trying to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That was like some good ass shit. Okay, get back to this. Get back to this. Okay. Put it back um, on track. <laughs> it was directed by Doug Lyman. He also directed The Born Identity and several other uh, major original Hollywood action movies. Oh, um, that explains and he, he actually did the sequel uh, to Born Identity. And then after doing that, he was like, I'm never going to make like a movie that a studio forces me to make ever again. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. And so there was kind of a unique situation with this movie. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. So it was written by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth, which just what a trio of names. And it's, we're getting so much mileage out of names on this episode. I'm into it. Butterworth. Um, that's a good name. Butterworth. No S. Even better. Oh, butter- singular. <laughs> singular butter. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, wouldn't it be so wild the, if these two Butterworths were not related <laughs> <laughs> it would be wild unfortunately they are brothers um, so the movie started out as a spec script um, I forget who originally saw the light novel it might have been Doug Lemon, but uh, he saw that and he was like hey this would be a great movie and then sent that out to a screenwriter and the movie, uh, they wrote the script on spec, which is not very common really? for major Hollywood movies. And for listeners who don't know, what that means is the person just wrote it without being paid, and then they presented it to studios after. Usually you pitch the movie first, and then they start paying you so that you can develop a script. But did they buy and the so, rights? Did they buy the rights to write yes. it on spec? Once it was done, um, then WB did buy the rights to the script. Oh, so they wrote the, even, so basically it was a fan script. It was like a fanfic. And then WB went and bought the rights to. Essentially, it. but it had Doug Lyman, I'm pretty sure, behind it. Gotcha. So, so it's, like it was an easy sell. Gotcha. Um, but after that, it made the 2010 blacklist. 
um, which for listeners who don't know, that is uh, the list of the top uh, scripts that have been circulating Hollywood, circulating around like to executives and directors and stuff. uh, And that haven't been produced yet. Yeah. Some some of the best movies that come out every year at one point or another were on the blacklist. Mm hmm. So yeah, so it made the 2010 blacklist. And then after that, once uh, once WB bought the rights, then uh, it went through a whole bunch of different writers, a whole bunch of different drafts, until finally it landed on uh, the draft that these three worked on together. And I just think that's very cool. As a writer myself. Um, awesome. It really is awesome. So, yeah. so what do you guys, what do you guys think overall? I mean, we... Andre, as always, has shown his cards. So we'll <laughs> I start can't. with him. Wait, but, but, but um, uh, okay, I thought you were going to start with Luke. How nice of you to let me start. Oh, my- yeah. I, I think mean, Luke should start it. No, I, I like, so I watched this movie in theaters when it first came out. Uh, it, it was very, it's, it's, I've, I've talked about this before, but it's a, it's a dad movie. It's, it's, I can, <laughs> I, yeah, just I, like I, Kingsman. I think I might start going and texting my dad before we record these episodes and being like, hey, what did you think about Edge of Tomorrow? And he goes, oh, great. <laughs> loved it. Saw it three times on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is kind of a dad movie. I was about to fight you, but I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> it's a dad movie. And, like, and like, so I saw it first before I actually knew that it was a manga or a light novel or anything like that. Really liked it. You know, there were some things we could talk about it later. Like the the plot was weird. I I thought it was kind of looking back at it now, the fact that it had so many like comedic parts was a little weird to me. Like dark humor, but not really like gray humor. Oh, like, you like your you like your serious movies super serious and serious only. Like well, with the extra side of serious. Listen, the the uh, the Yelp when he gets run over by the car. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was. I laughed. It was great. But like, I don't need that. So like, I like because you're you're because um, you're a super serious guy. I'm a super no, serious. No man. comedy. No no comedies only, allowed. Only Godard for me. But oh, no, oh okay. Um, it, I liked it. It was fine. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a summer blockbuster. It's a dad movie. It's a dad movie. I'm probably gonna okay. end up watching it with my dad again within the next four or five years. But like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Andre, what about you? Um, I fucking loved it. Fuck you, Luke. That shit was great. It was awesome. I'm not gonna like. Say, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I'm <laughs> not true, saying that true. I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, okay. I gotta say, like, it's I a went in fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. So so I went in going, like, I was not expecting it to be, like, the movie that changed my life, you know? I was not even expecting to like it, to be honest, because I really didn't like the manga. So I was like, great, this is going to be a lame-ass movie. But I knew it was a Tom Cruise movie, so I was like, there's going to be really great action scenes, and it's going to be really fun to watch. So, like, I took it for what it was, and it was like a popcorn movie. But then it actually surprised me, because I I went in expecting it to be some shitty-ass action movie with very predictable tropes, and, and, and certainly it had a lot of those. But it ended up having a lot, actually having a lot of like in, interesting moments, and it actually kept me on my feet because I thought that the way they changed it from the comic, from the manga, was was sufficient enough for me to wonder like what are what else like where are they going with this? And and I think I think all the changes they made were completely warranted um, and necessary. I mean, it was a victim. It's kind of like Tintin. It was a victim of its form. Like it was a Hollywood blockbuster. Like how are you going to get around like? that romance at the end, like that they have to have because it's a Hollywood blockbuster. It's like, it's hard, but it's like, despite all of those limitations, 
and 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 like unlimited resources, of course, that they probably had. They they did a good job adapting a manga, like an American movie, like American action movie to a like a manga to an action movie, American action movie. So they, like they they did a very good job at Americanizing a manga. Yeah, Whereas yeah, they did. That's, yeah, you can't say novel, that for yeah. yeah. You you but can't say that for a lot of other yeah. anime. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, and part of it, part of it is because they just owned it. Like a, a lot of these, like American, like I think of great examples: Death Note, the Netflix Death Note, like which was completely Ugh. horrendous, yeah. right? Um, they didn't understand how to make that an American movie. They tried to keep the whole, like he, they tried to be true to the manga, but by making it Americanized, so it was like this weird, like you don't even know what it is kind of thing mm-hmm. outside of the horrible plot and character development and shit but in this one they were like you know what like we're not we're fucking this is going to be yeah. a blockbuster american movie we're going to be fighting monsters and tom cruise is going to be in it this is what we are like that's it you know mm-hmm. and and i think that i think that that's i think owning up to that allowed them to go further with it in a way that um a lot of adaptations can't so yeah i, I, they, I, I thought it was fun like the kingsman but not as fun as that one of course but um it wasn't wholly original like Kingsman because I think of another action movie we saw because Kingsman was very original in the way it was executed. It wasn't wholly original like the Kingsman, but that's part of why I liked it. It was just a fun. It's the same way you guys enjoy the comic. Like I enjoy the movie and, and it no, turned out it was I, pretty good. The movie. Okay. This might be kind of a hot take, but I think Ooh. this movie should have been the next Inception. Like the way that people oh, freak out over Inception. Funny story. Really? Funny I feel. Story. Yeah. On huh. on my so I watched this on I rented it on Amazon and af, when the movie was all done and said on like the next up like next up if you want to watch this movie it was Inception. <laughs> wow, yeah, because I feel like it has all the the same qualities of like it's a it's it is as you were saying a Hollywood action movie, but it has just these little quirks and these little tweaks that make it really like unique and fun and. Uh, like you can think about like, oh, how would things have gone if you went this way? Yeah. And I feel like it's the kind of thing that would that should have had a really like rabid fan base of people who were like, oh, you need to watch this movie. Oh, you need to watch this movie. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And yeah. So now is probably a good time to mention how it did in the box office. Oh. Not mm. great. Um, it made well, it. or it. <laughs> The budget was like around 170, 180 million, and it made in the total box office about 370 million. So it probably made back its budget plus marketing costs, but it didn't really make anything beyond that. Yeah. And we looked into like, why, why exactly was that? So we looked at the other movies that came out within a month of it. Um, most before, but also some a little bit after. And this is a partial list. X-Men Days of Future Past, Maleficent, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Fault in Our Stars, Godzilla, Transformers Age of Extinction, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Snowpiercer, and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, how the this fuck is it going to compete? Fucked. How is it going to compete with that? Like, as yeah, far as Hollywood summer blockbuster, it's impossible. You, I can just imagine yeah. the, mar- the the like marketing head marketing guy being like, "Fuck." Yeah, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers dropped the ball in that release. I mean, I guess I guess they were trying to compete and they thought they could. And honestly, they probably was better movie than most of those. Um, but I actually liked a few of those. Um, but maybe it just because it dropped just 
a little after and just a little before. So it was like a sandwich in the middle of these like really big movies. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it didn't do well. Like it didn't. Yeah. Like well. people were yeah. going to see those big movies because those are the kinds of movies that people go to the movies to see. Nobody, mm-hmm. not nobody, but it's not as common for people to go to the movies to see an original action thing. They yeah. want, they, the, the American public generally goes more for, things that they've seen before that are just a sequel or a new format, which the majority of those movies that I mentioned were. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. that sucks for them because it was a really, really, really <laughs> good movie. <laughs> I yeah. agree with and, you, though. Yeah. I don't think it was a hot take. I think it's true. I, I think that the way it kept you on your on the edge of your seat, because I knew the plot. I knew where it was going, and I was on the edge mm-hmm. of my seat like, oh, boy. And it yeah. was really cool the way that they didn't, like, they just... I really like how they didn't shove in your face, how they would repeat things. They would show a new scene and you would think you're watching it it for the first time and you didn't know. Yeah. It would be like from a different camera angle or they would have like specific music to show like the feeling that Tom Cruise was feeling, but you would still have the same dialogue from the other characters said in the same way. So you would always be placed in the same place. Yeah. No, and I love that, but I also really loved how when you would finally get a new scene that was something you haven't seen as the audience Mm -hmm. yet, you didn't actually know if that scene had happened before because they Mm -hmm. didn't go out of their way to be like, we've done this a million times. Yeah. Just like Inception, you're trying to piece together like what has already happened and what has. So when she revealed in 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 that shed, the whole helicopter thing. Yeah, that they'd done it like a bunch of times times before. That was like Inception. That was like Inception moment Mm -hmm. right there. I was like, oh, shit. It was just Mm -hmm. like that. It was so good, man. I I love that shit. Wait, what did you, so what did you think, Nick? So that was it. I said I loved it. I think it it should have been so much more than it was. Um, it actually it did very well in Japan. So <laughs> there's that. But um, yeah, Japan's market is substantially tinier than, than yeah. the U.S. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I I really love the movie. I think it's. I don't really like action movies. I don't really like war movies. This was an action war movie. Oh, I don't like sci-fi movies generally either. So this was all three of those. And yet somehow I loved it. Um, I think it was just the right amount of all those things mixed with some good humor. I think a lot of those types of movies don't have good humor. Like if there's humor, it's like one joke every 10 minutes and it's really like expected and and forced. forced. Yeah. 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 And this, the whole concept was comedic. They did it in a comedic way. Whereas in the book, it was more like, my lone man's mission is now I must become the strongest and like just very serious. And he gets more depressed as it goes on. Like, this was not that at all. This was this like decorated war vet, basically. Uh, He wasn't a veteran, but he was like, he was experienced and he was actually, he was actually responsible for pushing these people into this battle where they would all die. And I was like, damn it, he deserved it. This is so different from, like, that's hilarious. (laughs) Whereas in the book, it's tragic because Mm -hmm. he's just this young and experienced guy being sent out to his death. In in my notes, I said, Tom Cruise is a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was his characterization. That was awesome. Yeah, I love how they did that. I love how they did that. I I very much think that if I, I liked this movie, if I didn't, know that it was a manga and i didn't read the manga and i didn't like the manga as much as as i did i would still like this movie way more it it felt like this you know they they basically took the two sentence pitch 
and they were like, mm-hmm. okay, then we make a movie out of it. But yeah. Also, that's a good thing because then they were mm-hmm. they didn't they weren't tied down to anything. Exactly. They could make their own story. They no, they totally followed. I felt like it was beat for beat. Pretty much every chapter was a beat in the book, and they took each of those beats and they used them all in the movie. They just did them in slightly different ways. So I think the whole first half of the movie, they moved some things around, but it was almost the same story. Um, just, you know, you you had... Different character. Yeah, a different character. You just had different characters, basically, acting out the same plot points. But yeah. then the I remember when I got to, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, there's not much book left. Like, what are they going to do? Like, obviously, the last quarter of the movie as is typical with hollywood action movies is all going to be the big battle at the end mm-hmm. so like that's done but what are they going to do for the third quarter and then it was basically just additive onto the stuff that they already have had but it didn't take away from what was already there and yeah. i thought that was really cool it it was extra character stuff it was them uh in the shed like andre was saying they get to a point where they're in a shed and like it turns out that's like the last time that in any time that he's done the loop, that's the last time that he uh, sees her because that's the last time that she survives. And then there was the whole thing about like him losing his power, which was fun. And yeah, that was fun. yeah there, you know was, what I there was a lot of cool stuff there. You know what I love? Um, How a lot of action movies, the super badass action hero never dies. They'll do a billion mm-hmm. things that like they should have died and they're like, always surviving you know yeah and because of the nature of this movie like he has to die a lot of the times like they will just kill him off in scenes that you're just like damn like i thought he was gonna there survive was, that one yeah, there was yeah. a montage where it was just him dying over and yeah. over and it was hilarious yeah, yeah and, and then i think about the car scene the car chase where he or he got oh, his yeah. blood transfused yeah. i was like i was not expecting for them to get in a bad accident like that like although they did yeah. survive but it was just like the way that it happened like you were just like oh i guess he's dead you know I, like, yeah I, I thought the same thing i was like when, when like all of a sudden there was a car chase, I was like, "Oh no, it's a car chase!" <laughs> yeah, of, in any, in any normal action movie, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a it's a fucking car chase." Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh no, he could die. Yeah, <laughs> the predictability of the mo- the predictability of the movie makes it unpredictable. Yeah, exactly. Which is so strange. Yeah, and cool. It <laughs> yeah, it is. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we love Tom Cruise. What do you think about Emily Blunt? I, I thought that she was a really good take on this character who is invincible, basically. Um, and I liked how they portrayed her um, in terms of, like, strength. I uh, Of course, there was, like, moments where you're just like, oh, of course they're doing that. You know, like, yeah. th- like, that, like that shot that they repeated, like, 20 times of her, like, mm. leaning forward as she's doing her push-up. <laughs> sexy I'm like, push-up. Yeah, well, like, that sexy push-up. I think that was, push-up. like, a yoga move. A yoga no, move, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I was sexy like, push-up is funnier. Yeah, sexy push-up. <laughs> she was a sexy push-up. stove, really. Yeah, they kept repeating that scene, and I'm like, I, I was like, I get it. She's sexy. She's the sexy person in the movie. I understand, you know? So I didn't, like, love that, but... But I, I mean, as far as as far as love interests go in action movies, like I thought she was pretty pretty well like developed. You know, she yeah. had a lot of a say in what happened, and she was yeah, a strong. She one. Added Tom a, Cruise was uh, the weak one. She was yeah, a strong yeah. one, and he hoped she didn't die because he didn't want to fight the bad guy. So I, I like that. She added a lot of she added a lot of humanity to the situation, and mm-hmm. like it, it really capitalized on the fact that she had been through the stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, like whereas I th- I feel in the book that was used to like make her this hardened like now i am this perfect machine whereas yeah. in the movie it was like it just rounded out her character 
and it, it just made her more interesting <laughs> completely absolutely and then i love how they cast tom cruise in his role like as like this like real badass hot shot who's always on the tv and now you're on the front line bitch <laughs> like, like that's that's awesome i love that like they use this like mega action figure like her, like legend and they're like you're the weak one in the movie like that was just so smart he's, and i I, I thought that he did, huh he actually is the shortest man in the movie there's there's a shot that i laughed at where they're, oh, really? they're in the yeah there it's it's right when he like gets into formation and they're like they're walking there's a there's like a uh, a crane shot that's like going down and you can tell which one is tom cruise because they're just like heads are so yeah. much higher than him and i laughed awesome. out loud I loved and you it. know what him accepting that role says a lot about him as an actor like you yeah. know i think there's like this idea of tom cruise that i honestly used to have in my head of like oh he's just some stupid hollywood like big shot but like i actually think you're really like he, and you think that he'd have an ego that he would be like, I can't be portrayed stupidly. I get it. There's the whole helmet thing where like he he has to show his face, but that's like a money thing. I don't blame him for that. But like, but like, I think it's cool that he would accept a role where he's clearly not the bad badass in the movie, you know. Yeah. And and he's in a position of weakness all the time in that movie. And I thought that like that says a lot about him as a person and an actor. Like he really just cares about the story. He yeah. he he has a preference for the stories he likes to do. Mostly because he loves doing his stunts and shit, but like, I, I really gotta say, like, I have a more respect for him. Like every time I see something with Tom Cruise, like something new with Tom Cruise, I always have a little bit more respect for him as an actor because I think it's really cool what he, what he, the movies he does and how he, he does them. He makes action movies interesting. You know, he yeah. doesn't just mm -hmm. do stupid ass blockbusters to make stupid ass blockbusters. And also the yeah. fact that he wants to do the sequel. He is still 100% yeah. down. For Which is kind of stupid. I thought that the whole thing um, with this, with the whole ending of the movie, like that was the one thing about the movie that really was like, come on, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I would have really preferred it if they died in the end and that was it. That would have been really, really cool and powerful way to but end you it. You can't do that. It's a Hollywood. It's a ho it's in, in yeah. It's actually, Bones, it's still a Hollywood movie. So it was a victim when they form. started, when they started filming, they still didn't have an ending. The really? last like minute or two, um, they ended up creating during filming basically, and they made it because the um, the writers decided, you know what, this is a comedy. At the end of the day, they were seeing it as like more of an action comedy, okay. as opposed to like yeah. a pure action, which makes sense. Yeah, and they said at the end of a comedy, uh, things always reset to the status quo that they were at the beginning of the movie, you and so right. that was their justification okay. for ending but with the it. Logic but they also they weren't sure how to end it. Gotcha. I mean, if you think about it any other way, would have been lame too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I mean, I think if they died, it would have been awesome. Like, I think that would have been a really powerful way to end <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but, but then but like, well, how, how would you have ended that? You would have ended yeah. that by like-, like No, like, but how would you have had think a about the shot. Think about the Think about this. Alternate ending time, baby. Okay. Like, they die, go, fade to black. Slowly, the sun rises and, it, and the light sink and, and the light appears very slowly. And all these troops that were going to the front lines of battle, they slowly start dropping into an empty war field and they start to realize there's no one to fight. Yeah, yeah. And the movie ends. Cut. Bam! That's the shit right there. I would have loved that kind of ending. But you know what? I can't blame it. But all I got to say is the That's science. That's what I thought would happen. Me too. That would have been awesome. But the logic <laughs> of the whole, like, the logic of the whole, like, oh, you have a power if the blood is in you. Um, and if you have that power, they're still alive. That basically got thrown out the window when 
that ending happened because you're like, oh, so they're still alive because he is reliving his day. So that that's, oh yeah, that, the fact that it, the fact that he went yeah. back thirty hours, I was like, okay, that's just some like like mystical whatever. Yeah. It doesn't actually make sense, but you just yeah. gotta accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> it's like my... he destroyed an Omega. What do you think is gonna happen when you destroy an Omega? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody's destroyed an Omega before. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. It, 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 maybe it was something like, oh, the Omega is time, like in time, and yeah, any explanation would have made it time. Then yeah. any explanation would have made it more lame than it was. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. That's just, true. I, I just love how the fact the general was just like, we got a weird energy source in Paris and now they're all fucking dead. So, <laughs> I guess we won. <laughs> yeah, he just immediately declares we won. Yeah. <laughs> Famous. Line. Wait, why did he decide to throw Tom Cruise in the front line? Like, I understand. I, I understand that, like, he wanted to make a PR piece, but like, that's so unreasonable. Like, I really wish he had, like, an alternate motive. Like, I wish his character was a little bit more evil, actually, because it would have made more sense. Like, why would you throw away your, like, your head marketing person in yeah, the middle right. of the front lines? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very unreasonable, even. That's it, what I was it, like. I had to rewind that first scene because I'm like, this is the first scene of the movie, and we're starting. Like, we're we're there. We're going. Yeah, like, there was a lot going on. The guy was speaking with a slight accent. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to understand part of this, but I'm sure I'll figure it out as we go. On the directing and cinematography side, um, the overall style I felt also followed uh, what the story did, whereas it was like it had some bleakness to it, but it wasn't overall too dark and bleak. Like it wasn't Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the movie first started, I was like, oh, is this going to be like, I'm going to be so bored. This is going to be like typical like war movie. Everything is really gray. But then it wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it, it wasn't felt, it, it wasn't like very uh real life yeah it wasn't bright and happy but it also uh it wasn't boring it wasn't bleak and part of that is that they use 35 millimeter film uh, as opposed to most things are shot on digital today and part uh-huh. of it is that uh they modeled the look after uh real life footage of world war ii oh that's really really cool yeah that's amazing I thought the cinematography was was really interesting. Um, and I remember thinking like right off the beginning, like the first scene where he's going into the lobby with the uh, with the general, I like you like with the camera movement, I, I, I immediately realized, let me wait for Luke to put on. I immediately, re- I immediately realized that um, the directing was going to be really cool because like mm-hmm. in a normal action movie that would have been shot like sh- like everything in that scene would have been shot on like sticks or something but like that was all like a one take like him in the lobby going all the way to the office mm-hmm. like i was like oh this is kind of interesting the way that they're doing this it's you kind of feel like you're there with them yeah um, I, lo- so- I love the uh the hallway scene with tom cruise and emily blunt where he's like like a da- it's like a dance routine where they're like yeah trying to sneak behind people and he's done it a million yeah. times so he I knows it exactly that. yeah it mm-hmm. was so good and like, yeah it was that was another uh, that was another scene where uh we hadn't seen the times that they'd done it before and we didn't know how many times they'd done it and so you're it's being revealed as they're moving about and like okay now you have to duck your head okay now like this guy's always this guy always recognizes you so you have to like hide behind me yeah. yeah yeah like shoot into the elevator really quick so no one sees you it's just like mm-hmm. ah it was shot in such and and you can tell that they took a lot of time because it was a one shot they took a lot of time to make it perfect whereas mm-hmm. if it was a normal action movie it just would have been like cut 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 cut, 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 cut you know yeah 
Yeah, and even during those montages, like in the third quarter of the movie where they're like repeating things, um, I wonder if they purposely cut down on the amount of cuts because the majority of the time when there would be a cut, it would be one of the characters dying. And that yeah. was how you knew when yeah. they died. Yeah. That would make sense. And 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 that would that would be very smart too. I I, yeah. I think that that's probably it because I I there wasn't a lot of cuts. That's why I loved it. I was like, damn, they're really going through it. Like they're showing mm-hmm. every I felt like I was a lot of action movies just feel too fast. And like it just felt so good in terms of pacing. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the designs, what do you think about the mechas and the mimics? Because they were very different from so unsafe. So unsafe. Like, safety come on. Hazard. Safety hazard. They're like safety nobody's wearing hazard. their helmets. Some people have like <laughs> ages instead whole, of like. A man is ass naked in his suit. Ass naked in his suit. As Tom Cruise said, vacation. balls out literally. Balls out literally. Nah. <laughs> uh, can, can I? No, well, yeah. Like, yeah. I. You. You could not have made this movie with the anime mechs. It with the manga yeah. mechs. Not. It. It would have just like a little battle angel it would have just not worked at all um and you can tell that they took a lot of inspiration from like you know aliens and i think i already said this but uh, american movies they made it an american movie just Mm -hmm. like how if they kept the mimics the same ball teeth form that i loved Mm -hmm. they've already done that before the langoliers and it looks looked like shit so like yeah they ha- that wouldn't they had have to translated very well no it would have looked bad <laughs> I, I, can, I can bet i can bet that they like did little tests basically to see if they could do it yeah and they were the, like, the no, way that the mimics can... the way that the mimics moved was so cool it yeah. was they were these like they didn't move like anything on earth <laughs> you know like they were so fast and they had like they were just these masses of like tentacle spaghetti monster things yeah um and they would move so quickly and there would be so many things flailing around that a lot of the time it would be hard to like get a beat on like what is this thing and yeah. yet that worked yeah, because worked. that's how the soldiers felt yeah I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I was watching the battle scenes and I was like, how the fuck would you go to war with something like this? Like, I don't even, I would just be like, peace out guys, we're done. Like, you can't fight this. It just makes no sense. <laughs> and a cool thing about the mechs, they were actually practical effects. Um, they were not oh, added really? in digitally yeah. after. They yeah. actually wore those suits and they were like 70 pounds. That's and so awesome. They were, they were so heavy that in between takes, they would have like, chains coming from the ceiling that they would hook them onto so that they would take the weight off their shoulders that's amazing wow with and because you have a physical suit you get that physicality in the in the Mm -hmm. actor's movements and stuff like that and you can yeah really feel it and it really did look natural it it looked supernatural wow good shit (laughs) just like the first (laughs) iron man yeah this movie really got the bad bad the short stick when it came to the box office (laughs) because it's really good yeah, it was great. I can't think of much that I disliked about it. So what was your preference? Andre, we know. Luke. It's it's the manga. It's the manga, but I can see it. Is your nostalgic really boy? The movie. Wow. Yeah, I was movie. I was movie. 
It's because it's because oh, of nostalgia. Really? Luke, yeah. remove nostalgia from the equation. Forget that you love shonen manga and just tell him, tell us which one is better. Never. Manga. He still picks the shonen manga. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this this manga is the reason why I'm going to subscribe to the Shonen Jump app. So. <laughs> I preferred the movie, not the manga. <laughs> just so much about it was just better. It, it took all the things that were good about the book and then improve them. It removed the things that weren't good. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. Yeah. You know, my my preference also might be biased because I've been might. hankering. I've been hankering to watch a good anime. So <laughs> <laughs> it's I listen. We've been locked down for a while. I just I I can't find the right anime. I can't watch Evangelion <laughs> again. <laughs> All right. So our closing quote: uh, Since this movie wasn't technically based on a manga. Uh, there were no quotes about people comparing the two, but I did find a quote from Doug Lyman, the director, and this was from an Esquire interview. He said, <clears throat> he said, Warner Brothers actually brought me the source material and said, quote, you make original movies. We want this to be original, Un- end quote. They pushed me and encouraged me to reinvent it, make it my own and make it not like anything else out there. I can't imagine how many filmmakers you interview can talk about a studio encouraging them to do that. It's so And I'm cool. just like true. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did it. He did a really can tell. good job. And he you can tell. Really good job. Yeah, 100%. That's really awesome. Well, yeah. kudos to you Doug Lim- Lemon, Lyman. I don't know. I Lemon. still don't know. <laughs> well, kudos Doug. Yeah. Thought you kudos, did a great Doug. job. <laughs> so next month we're going to be doing Finally, the one we've been working towards this entire time, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> we're gonna, so excited. <laughs> we're going to be reading the whole six volume series along with watching the 2010 Scott Pilgrim versus the World movie that was directed by your friend and mine, Edgar Wright. I'm so excited for it. Oh. <laughs> Literally, ah. we, when we created this podcast, we were like, so we, when are we going to do Scott Pilgrim? When are we, <laughs> All right, so check back next month for the crazy love fest, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Or forget I said that, whichever you prefer. (laughs) We'll see you next month. Bye. Bye. Did we get to talk about... Was that good?